Good evening and welcome to the NFL Draft. Tonight, we officially welcome the next generation of players. So if you're ready, are you ready? Let's get it started. The NFL Draft is officially open. Podcast. I am Trevor Sikkim, and with me is Benjamin Solak as we get to our final two teams of the NFL Antarctica Invitational Tournament. In this format, what Ben and I are basically doing is we're trying to form the best offense and defense starting 22-man rosters for each division in the NFL using, of course, the only the four teams that are within each division at the end of it all, which we're coming close to the end here. Like I said, only two teams left. We will seed these teams one through eight tournament style, go head to head and eventually crown a champion division of the NFL going into the 2021 NFL season. Ben, my friend, only two more left. How are you? Uh, everything is delicious. I've been excited for the West divisions. I think these are two of the most fun ones. Yes. So I'm glad that we're, we're getting to them here. You know, I purposefully made the calendar with such intentions. Did you know that? Did you know? Big noggin. Yeah, yeah. That's incredible what, what you can do with experience as a podcaster. It truly <laughs> is a feat. Stunning. That I thought more than five minutes into the future. It really is. But I think that we're here to reap the reward. And I think that the allies of the podcast are reaping the rewards with us. Very excited about this division. We're doing the AFC West today. We'll do the NFC West tomorrow as our final uh a lot of you guys have reached out to us about also getting kickers in there which i which i do think is fair and at the end of tomorrow's episode we will quick run through all of the divisions and assign a kicker to each division so we are going to do that because we've had we have we've had some clamoring dare i say clamor how how how, how am i supposed to figure out which kicker is good just pick which kicker's the best. I can't. Don't. Here's how it's. Here's how it's gonna go. Does your division have Justin Tucker? If yes, select Justin Tucker. If no, pick one random out of a hat. Okay. It'll I probably. Accept. It'll probably be a little bit more intricate than that, but that'll that'll essentially be what it boils down to. Before we get into more details, we're doing the AFC West today. Do you have an official mascot name for the AFC West division? I do. Yes. Nice. Take you back to 17. Oh, boy. 70. Oh, boy. Five. Wow. America not America not born yet. James Cook was just gallivanting about trying to discover stuff. He was just driving around, hanging out. Uh, And he was off the coast of South America, south of Argentina. And they found an island settlement there. And they called it South Georgia. Not really sure why. Didn't look into that. Uh, but there are separate islands to the south of South Georgia, all right? And those islands, which these are all Antarctic uh, territories, uh, they were discovered in 1819. Uh, in 1820, they were established as separate islands. And Cook named them Sandwichland. No way. He named them Sandwichland. No, get out. No way. The name was chosen in honor of John Montague, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, first Lord of the Admiralty. All right? Now, this is a thing. There's a place in Kent, which is a district of England, called Sandwich. And there's an earl 
that are the times of fiefdom were, were led sandwich and he was the earl of sandwich from the house of montague this oh is well, my god there's also a sandwich chain called earl of sandwich there better be connection. somebody right, better be making hilarious. money off of this john montague who's the fourth earl of sandwich after whom the sandwich isles were named claims to be the guy who created the sandwich which nobody can i don't know if that's real that's just a thing that he uh he claims anyways he sponsored cook's voyages uh, he named the sandwich I- I- islands in his honor and then uh there were the sandwich isles or no they were sandwich land but also uh hawaii was called sandwich islands before it was hawaii and so they had to give it a new wow. name because there was already a sandwich island so they called it the south sandwich islands and these are still a thing and it still plays and you can go visit the south sandwich islands off the coast of antarctica uh, the South Sandwich Island economy is heavily reliant on the toothfish. Toothfish is a deep sea dwelling bass, which is at the top of, of the deep sea food chain. The Patagonian toothfish uh, eats squid and crustaceans and stuff. Uh, it's pretty tasty and it's very valuable because uh, it's delicious, but it gets overfished. And so it becomes kind of rare. And so they have to be careful about that. But nobody really wants to eat anything called the toothfish. So they start calling it the Chilean sea bass to make it sound tasty. And I'll be honest, Chilean sea bass does sound pretty tasty. Mm, uh, but it sounds very the, tasty. It's the toothfish. And so AFC West is the South Sandwich Island toothfish. Toothfish. As you were explaining the beginning part of this, do you understand the parallel that we have here? Tell me. James Cook discovered these islands and wanted to name them south georgia right is that what you said no so south georgia is an island that's it's northwest of the south sandwich island okay okay so did he discover south georgia or yes okay so james cook discovered discovered south georgia islands right yes james cook is a running back who plays for georgia yes oh frick whoa right that's cool Oh, wow. Well, anyway, I knew that the whole time. I was just sad because I learned about South Georgia today, and I was like, well, Frank, I, we did AFC South as one of the first, or NFC South, excuse me, is one of the first ones. And so uh, I wasn't... Yeah, you weren't, you weren't matured. I wasn't, I wasn't ready yet for South Georgia. Yeah, you weren't, you weren't, cool. you weren't wise in the, your Antarctic South journey South Sandwich Island Toothfish, baby. Okay, so here's... Rolls right off the tongue. We've got the AFC West, the South Sandwich Island Toothfish, and here's how we're going to divide this up. Ben and I are going to select the best we can from these positions from those four teams. There are the, the four teams being the Kansas City Chiefs, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Los Angeles Chargers, and the Denver Broncos. So we're going to have one quarterback position, one running back, three wide receivers, a tight end, two offensive tackles, two or three of any interior offensive linemen, although, of course, experience at each position matters because we are going to line these guys up against each other. We have... As a framework, two edge rushers, two interior defensive linemen, although we have gotten creative with that in the past, two linebackers, two corners, two safeties, and then a hybrid kind of corner linebacker safety, whatever we want here uh, as our almost flex position. So that's how we have things divided up now. Quarterback, it, it would almost be insulting to say there's not much debate. It would actually be quite insulting to say there's not much debate. Because it's Patrick Mahomes. Justin Herbert can hope to be in this conversation in several years. Several, several years. So we'll just move on to running back. For the Kansas City Chiefs, we got Clyde Edwards-Elair. We have Darrell Williams, Darwin Thompson. 
for the Las Vegas Raiders, we have... Oh, scroll down too far. Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Theo Riddick's on this team? Oh, hell yeah. Denver Broncos, we have Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Royce Freeman, Levante Bellamy, shout out. And then for the Los Angeles Chargers, we've got Austin Eckler, Justin Jackson, Joshua Kelly. That's about it. So I'm I can be I can be sold on two players. Can I guess Josh them? J- Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. Yeah, it's Josh Jacobs and Austin Eckler. Okay. Uh, kind of depends on on what you want here. Uh, Austin Eckler is, is a good runner. He's good with the ball in his hands, and it is, you know I don't want to take that away from him. But certainly, uh, he's just been an average ball carrier. He's been a, just an average touch player. It's not really been his bread and butter. What he brings is the excitement as a receiver. That's what you like out of the backfield. I personally would take Josh Jacobs, who has over two seasons with the Raiders, accumulated more rushing yards than Austin Eckler did in four years with the Chargers. He's got back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. It's not like he's a liability as a receiver either. He's a perfectly acceptable receiver. He just doesn't have true out-in-space elusiveness chops the way that Austin Eckler does. Mm -hmm. Uh, Eckler also had the advantage of playing with Phillip Rivers, who really likes to target his running backs. So I think that you'll see Eckler's running back target you know, receiving back elite ranking kind of fall away now that, that it's not Rivers anymore. So to me, this is Josh Jacobs. I can be talking to Austin Eckler. Yeah, I, I think that it's clearly Josh Jacobs ahead of Austin Eckler. Shout out Austin Eckler, but yeah. For wide receiver, the Kansas City Chiefs are boasting Tyree Kill, Demarcus Robinson, Miko Hardman. The Las Vegas Raiders have Henry Ruggs III, Brian Edwards, Hunter Renfro, John Brown, Zay Jones, Denver Broncos get Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Tim Patrick, and then the Los Angeles Chargers, we've got Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Josh Palmer. Yeah, that's probably it. I'm probably not naming any. I mean, like Jalen Guyton's on the team, Joe Reed's on the team, KJ Hill's on the team, but we're not picking those guys, so sorry about it. Can we bring tight ends into it right now? Because I think we should. Okay, as in, like, do you want to make Travis Kelsey a wide receiver? Is that what you're trying to do here? No. Okay. Because Kelsey took more snaps, like in terms of percentages, uh-huh. at wide receiver okay. than any other tight end in the league. And that includes Darren Waller, who's also in this division, plays for Las Vegas Raiders, very good. Yep. yep. X-wide receiver, not X the, the letter, X-E-X, once was a wide receiver. <laughs> thank now you for, thank you for the clarification. That's, that's important. Will occasionally line up as X receiver, not EX receiver. In this case, actually the letter X receiver. But took, I think, I want to say only 33, 40% of his snaps uh, out wide in terms of wide and in the slot. Took the majority of his snaps at tight end. Kelsey took the slight majority of his snaps out wide. On any given down, Kelsey was more likely to be out wide or in the slot than he was to be in line. But it was like 55, 45. No wide receiver lines up 45% of the time in lines. He's not a wide receiver. So, I am here to argue that we should live in 12 personnel on the South Sandwich Island Toothfish. So, you want to you wanna take away a wide receiver and just do two tight ends? <laughs> so, right. So, let's, let's have this conversation. Okay. Who are your top three receivers? Tyreek Hill. Lock it in. Keenan Allen. Lock it in. 
and then I would probably be choosing either Cortland Sutton or Mike Williams. Right. So then we get into Sutton off of an injury. Right. Mike Williams, who I think has been solid, but he's approaching a contract year. They didn't pick up his fifth-year option, if I'm remembering. Oh, no, they did, because he's there and Corey Davis isn't. They did pick up his fifth-year option, but I don't think he's going to get a huge extension from them. Uh, young guys, Jerry Judy, uh, you know, if you, if you want to to make that argument. Uh, no. I'm not right. making that uh, argument over Williams or Sutton. No way. Right, right exactly. Raiders don't have a, a, a clear, good young player. Chargers don't have a clear, good young player. Uh, to me, right, Sutton or Williams, I would lean Sutton. Who do you want on the team? Sutton or Darren Waller? Uh, probably Darren Waller. Right. So I, I think— don't, I, should... also don't, I also don't hate this debate because if we're only getting two wide receivers in there— you know, it might look like it's a disadvantage to some of the other divisions that are in the NFL, but that like the AFC West might be going up against, but the two types of wide receivers they're getting are like, they have unguardable traits. You know what I'm saying? Like Keenan Allen's an unreal route runner when he's fully healthy. Tyree kill is his, his speed element makes him so unguardable at times. So, I'm even more okay with this just because of the division of the two wide receivers we're getting in here because they have extremely elite traits. So I'd be, I'm, yeah, I, I would take Darren Waller over Mike Williams and Cortland Sutton, and I think that you got a good argument here. Right. I think that the, and it's not even like we have like one really clearly dominant like inline tight end. It's not even like we have one like wow, George Kittle, crazy. And then we have one of Kelsey and Waller who can play outside and play the X receiver and do it well. Both of them can do it. We are in no way precluded from like going spread with Waller and Kelsey. So it doesn't limit us at all. And they both are functional inline blockers. So I don't think we're we're handicapping our running game at all either. So to me, this is how we should do it. I do think that this is probably how we're getting the best on the field. Yeah. Let's do it. It's hilarious that Mike Williams had 1,000 yards in 2019 and averaged over 20 yards per reception. Yeah, sounds like him. And had two touchdowns. Guess who else averaged? I guess who else had over 1,000 yards last season? Well, it wasn't last season. It was the season before, but go on. Guess, guess who had over 1,000 yards last season? Are you, are you are you like any wide receiver at all? Mike Evans? No, Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. Oh, okay. only two tight ends to do it, baby. Oh, okay. Get him I, on the team. Look, I, look, get, I, him, I, get him. I, get him on the team, Trevor. <laughs> I do agree. I think that these are the two, or I, I should say, the four best options for us. Man, Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen, Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller. That's nasty. That's tough. Not many defenses are going to be able to stop That's that. What I'm this is a good division. This 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 whole episode is going to be a lot of fun. Offensive tackles. So for the Chiefs, we have now Orlando Brown is left tackle. Mike Remmers. Uh, Lucas Niang is on the team, but I haven't seen him play, so we're not really gonna we're not really gonna pick him. Raiders, we've got Alex Leatherwood, Colton Miller, Brandon Parker. Denver Broncos have Garrett Bowles. Bobby Massey, Cam Fleming, and then the Los Angeles Chargers have Rashawn Slater. They've got Brian Bulaga. Yeah, that's it. All right, those are the offense tackle options. Do you feel strongly about anything here? I feel pretty strongly about Orlando Brown and 
Brian Bulaga. Uh oh. Uh, you you watched Colton Miller last season? Not a lot, to be honest with you. No. My boy Colton, find some good ball. Are you gonna put Col? Okay, you're gonna put Colton Miller over Orlando Brown and Garrett Bowles. I don't know. Definitely over Garrett Bowles. That's not even a question. I thought Garrett Bowles played really well last year. Bowles played better. Miller's no Bowles was good last year, dude. Bowles Bowles played better. Bowles you, was if want, good. If you, want, if you want to argue he played good, played well, that's fine with me. Miller has been better since day one than Garrett Bowles, and has also been getting better. Miller was good last season, flat out good. Honestly, T God for Josh Allen being as good as he's been with the Bills because. It means that there's not nearly as much attention on how wrong we were on Colton Miller because everybody was like, "This is nuts." And he's turned out really, really good in my opinion. Now, look, I'm not, I'm not Pete Prisco in it out here, but I, I think that I think that I think that Garrett Bowles would be my choice pretty clearly over Colton Miller right now. Wow. Okay. That's so that that surprises me. Now I will I just, say, like, I think I think Miller's been good. Like I said, like I haven't, I didn't watch him specifically, but. I read up and, and and kept a close eye on what Garibaldi was doing last year, and I thought he did really well. Now, my second question is this. Are we operating under Orlando Brown won't come if he doesn't get to play left tackle clause? I think we have to, right? Frank. <laughs> Do you want to try to – so you wanted to put Orlando – you wanted, know, to, just, you wanted Colton to Miller to play left tackle and Orlando Brown to play right. Say it again? Yeah, I said you wanted Colton Miller to play left tackle and Orlando Brown to play right. I wanted to talk about it. I think that the do three we that think, are in the— Do we think we could bully Orlando Brown into playing right? I don't I don't want to. I want to support him and his honoring of his father. It's a good feel-good story. Here's the situation. I think I think Brian Bulaga is—I uh, think Bulaga should be our right tackle. Okay. Uh, especially if we get to turn injuries off. I think even at, at 31 years old, Bulaga's uh, one of the best right tackles in the league— I think he's, he's certainly better than any of the options we get. If Orlando Brown is definitely a left tackle, Colton Miller is obviously left tackle. Gare Bowles is clearly left tackle. So Bulaga right tackle, we lock that in. Agree? Yep, I'm with you. I'm willing to take Orlando Brown over Colton Miller. I want it known for the record that if this were between Miller and Bowles, I'd be throwing a hazy fit. Um, but I think Orlando Brown at left tackle is is perfectly acceptable, and I think it should be quite good. Orlando Brown is our number one then, so we don't have to get too into this debate. But to me, to me, it's Orlando Brown or Garrett Bowles. Yeah, to me, it's Orlando Brown or Colton Miller, and I would like that stated for the record. All right, please take this off the record so that Ben can get dragged, as I can potentially Strike get dragged if <laughs> Garrett Bowles is bad next year. So, okay, we're settling in on Orlando Brown and Brian Bulaga as our offensive tackles here. Interior offensive lineman for the Chiefs. Joe Tooney, Austin Blythe, Kyle Long, Creed Humphrey, Nick Allegretti. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders, we've got Richie Incognito, Denzel Good, Nick Martin, Andre James, John Simpson. Denver Broncos have Lloyd Cushenberry, Graham Glasnow, Dalton Reisner, Quinn Miners. And then for the Los Angeles Chargers, we got Corey Lindsley, Matt Filer, Ode Abushi, 
Tyree St. Louis. That's about Why it. Why are you saying it like that? There's no, there's no need for this. I can't say Tyler, Tyree St. Louis. That's not how you say Actually, his name? I, I, I would do that. That's how I like to do uh, it. Yeah, well. I was going to say. It's definitely St. Louis, but whatever. No, St. Louis doesn't have a football team anymore, dude. Oh, you're right. They're not real anymore. I forgot. Yeah, so they cha- they got to change his name. You got to you got to go back yeah. to the to the to the French roots. St. Louis. No, Tyree St. Louis. Uh, to me this is 3. It's very easy and it's very very strong. Uh, Joe Tooney's going to stay at left guard for me. Mm-hmm. One of the best guards in the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Corey Lindsay's going to play tackle for me. New to the division. You mean center. One, you mean center, center, excuse me. Center. <laughs> yep, I know how English works. Uh, center for me, one of the best centers in the NFL. New uh, addition to the AFC West. And then I'm kicking Dalton Reisner from left guard to right guard, and I'm playing him. I'm playing him there. Uh, Richie Incognito's been good. Uh, Ode Abushi got a lot better, but I, I think Dalton Reisner's better than both. My only real debate was Incognito versus Reisner. I think. I'm going over this so I make sure that I don't miss it. Because Lindsley's in there for sure. Tooney's in there for sure. Yeah. And then, yeah, I believe it was just... Well, Glasgow was pretty good. Incognito was, was, was very, very good in 2019. I do not think he was as good in 2020. I think Reisner's coming along very, very well. I loved Reisner coming into the league so this actually makes me very very happy i won't fight you too much if you really think that he's worth it i think i yeah because i should have gotten colt miller so i get dalton reisner (laughs) this is actually a great trade for me because i actually like dalton reisner and like many of you like you said with colton miller (laughs) was not a big was not a big colton miller guy going into the draft okay so offense for the afc with south sandwich island toothfish Patrick gorgeous music of a name. Patrick Mahomes at quarterback. Josh Jacobs at running back. Tyree Kill, Keenan Allen at wide receiver. Two tight ends. We got Travis Kelsey and Darren Waller. Orlando Brown and Brian Bulag as the offensive tackles. And we got Joe Tooney, Corey Lindsley, and Dalton Reisner as the interior offensive lineman. It's pretty strong. I think it's I think I think we're off to a very good start here. Oh, yeah. Before we flip to the defensive side of the ball. Got to talk to the good people about rockauto.com, a family-owned business serving auto parts to customers online for over 20 years. That's two decades, people. It's 10 years, and then you double it. It's five years, and then you do that just but like four times. Quadruple? It's one year. Think of like one year of your life. Think of like where you were last year. Let the memories flood. How long it's been. And then multiply that by 20. That's how long they've been in business, serving auto parts to customers at rockauto.com. Shop for any auto and body part needs from hundreds of different manufacturers, no matter what you're driving. Uh, They've got an awesome catalog. It's super easy to navigate. You go to the website. Everything's on the left-hand side. You can find exactly what you're looking for. You can find your exact car immediately. You can see all the parts and, and, and the things that they have in stock for it. If you're looking for something and you don't exactly see what you need, you can contact them. Their customer service is fantastic. And if you do, just let them know that Locked On NFL Draft sent you. That would really help us out here on the podcast. We would really appreciate it. They got an amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you were ever going to need, no matter what you were driving, over at rockauto.com. Then bet online. For all you degenerate gamblers out there, it's the fast and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, whether it's MLB, NBA, NHL, 
including UFC MMA action as well. You probably could have bet on the Logan Paul Floyd Mayweather fight, which I would have told you to absolutely not do because everybody knew that it was going to be a giant stinker of a fight because it was a guy who doesn't really know how to box, who's basically double Floyd's height. And then it was Floyd who never takes big hits but doesn't knock anybody out. So I don't know what you people were expecting because everybody's whining on the timeline on Sunday because they said, oh, like we paid for this fight and it stunk. Well, duh, it stunk. You knew it was going to stink. Is this an ad? What's happening right now? Sorry, I'm freelancing. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for all of their playoff runs. You can head over to their website or use their mobile device today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus. 50%. That's whatever you're putting in, Ben, and then half of that back to you. I'm on it. I got it. I'm there. Only if you use the promo code Locked On. All caps, one word, Locked On. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Defensive side of the ball now. Got a pretty strong offense here to represent the AFC West. Got to follow it up with a good defensive draft. For the Kansas City Chiefs, we'll do edge rusher first. We got Frank Clark. We got Taco Charlton. Is that it? Is this it? Yeah, it's really bad. Joshua right. K- Joshua Kando? Not good. Not Dude. Mike Dana. The awful. Mike Dana? Holy cow. Yeah, it's really bad. Holy jeez. Okay, all right. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Cleveland Farrell. Yanni Kingakwe. Malcolm Kuntz. <laughs> Max Crosby. Carl Nassib. All right, it's about solid. It's better than Chiefs. Denver Broncos. We got Bradley Chubb. We got Vaughn Miller. I don't need. I don't need to read anybody else. We got Bradley Chubb and Vaughn oh, this Miller. This is Malik Reed Erasure. Oh, sorry. You're right, Malik Reed. You're right. You're right. You're right. You? Right. Right. Los Angeles Chargers. Joey Bosa. Jerry Tillery. Uchenna Nwosu. Uh, Chris Rump. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, buddy. All right. This defensive front is a mess. Tough. We have really good edges. Yeah. Bosa, Vaughn. With no injuries, that's the bomb. That's super elite. That's one of the best, if not the best group we're going to have. Yep. Uh, Bradley Chubb as a third is great. Here's the problem. What's the problem? There are no interior players in this division besides Chris Jones. And you might be thinking to yourself, Ben, you exaggerate a lot. That's not real. <laughs> yes, it is. Okay. Oh, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. Before we before we move too far away from that, is Yannick Ngakwe just like done now? Like we're not even thinking about him. I mean, Yannick has been on like four teams in the last like four hundred days. Wow, wow, wow. Team shaming. <laughs> A little bit. Uh, I okay. So I'm I'm willing. Y- Yannick to me is clearly the fourth best edge. He, there's no way he's above Bosa. There's no way he's above Vaughn. I do not think he's above Bradley Chubb. I mean, you're right. So, you're right. So, okay. I mean, you're right. Stay, stick with me here, though, because we're going to get to Yannick in a second. Okay, are you going to go mad scientist on this defensive line? Kinda. All right, love it. Love it. Let's do it. Let's get the best ones in here we can. Here's the interior defensive line situation. The Kansas City Chiefs obviously have Chris Jones. He plays beside Derek Nottie, who's a very nice two-gapping player. They, they, they brought in Jerron Reed from Seattle. We can maybe do something with that. The Chargers is big bad. They signed Limbaugh Joseph last year. I don't think he played last year if memory serves. Uh, Justin Jones, Jerry Tillery, not good. Uh, Las Vegas Raiders, big bad. Jonathan Hankins, Quentin Jefferson, who they brought in from from Buffalo, who's a Seattle holdover, it's not good. Uh, Denver's kind of interesting. 
Mike Purcell, who brought it from Green Bay. Draymond Jones, who's kind of, you know, come along a little bit. And then Shelby Harris, who oh, we both really like Shelby Harris. Yep. Very good line of scrimmage player. Good yep. bat in the ball. Pass pickup guy. Okay. He was fantastic so last year. Do a traditional three down or four down front. Bosa and Vaughn are probably your edges. Mm-hmm. Got Chris Jones in there. And then it's. Are we taking Jerron Reed? Are we taking Shelby Harris? Like these are not. I'd probably take. I'd probably take Shelby Harris. Yeah. So Shelby Harris, Derek Nottie, these are your options. They're not really that great. If we run a three down front, I can get Chris Jones in at the nose, which he can play. Mm-hmm. I can get Bosa as one of my three four defensive ends, which mm-hmm. is two hundred and seventy pounds. That mm-hmm. works. Okay. And I can get Bradley Chubb as my other three four defensive end. He's two seventy five. Okay. This now lets me play with two outside backers, and I can give you Vaughn, and I can give you Ngakwe, who's probably the second-best player in this division for that role. You can also argue with Chenna Nuosu, who's like a 40% snaps guy for the Chargers. Now he's going to step into a bigger role with Melvin Ingram gone. You can argue Max Crosby if you want. You can argue Malik Reed. I mean, nobody else but me would do that. But anyway— so Yannick in there, and then you get a it's, it's a three down front. You got two outside backers. Don't really think Yannick's gonna be a very good dropper. Don't think you really want Vaughn dropping that much either. So it's not like we're basically good, bringing the house. It's not a good three four construction, but it technically works. Listen, Ben, tell me. I've got three words for you. All right, I'd like only two of them, please. Okay, the two of them are you idiot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I look, if we're trying to get the best collection of talent out there, I think that this 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 definitely makes the most sense and I love it. You like you said, you you get into a little bit of a dangerous situation because right. Like who's the one linebacker? Like actually, hold up here. here whoa, 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 Here's whoa, the whoa, other whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Okay. We might be able to get away with this. How? Okay, let's let's do safeties. Yes, okay, because this is the other problem. Is that if we do a no, 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 no. This isn't a problem. This is not a problem. I just thought of the safeties that are in this division. We're this goal- is a problem. What are you talking about? What's the problem? Tell me the problem. If we do a three-four front, then we can only have four secondary players. Incorrect. Super so you're running a three-three-five stack, and you're putting Yannick and Vaughn off ball. All right, follow me here. I'm following you. Okay. Lead the way. Tyron Matthew. Have about Tyron Matthew, Justin Simmons as the safeties. Okay. Yeah. Derwin James as your do whatever the hell you want player who could also play at the second level next to the linebackers. Right. Is your flex. And that's it. That's my plan. Okay, but then. We have we need we still need to bring in two corners. Fine no corners yet. Okay. And we've got five linemen. We've got five secondary players. We got one linebacker. No, like Derwin's playing like the second linebacker spot. He's like playing Will. No, we cannot change players' position. No, 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 no. Oh, oh, look, this dude is a Swiss Army knife. I am no, no, no. We we are getting weird as hell with this if we want to. There has to be a line somewhere. No, there's not. 
I erased We're it. Go back to the first one we did and be like, all right, after all the rules we've broken, we now need to go back to the top and redo this team. I'm not worried one damn bit about the NFC South, okay? <laughs> that was the first team that we did. All right, okay, who is the other linebacker? Can we get a super reliable linebacker in here? You say other linebacker. There's no linebackers in this division. They're all bad. Okay, so then I'm not worried about it. I'm not worried about putting Derwin in as our, like, do-it-all nickel defender who okay. can either play in the slot or play as a will linebacker. Real quick, linebackers in the AFC West are Josie Jewell and A.J. Johnson yep. uh, uh, for the Denver Broncos. Nick Kwiatkowski and Corey Littleton, big money players for the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Kenneth Murray, Kaiser White, and Drew Tranquil for the Chargers. And then Willie Gay, uh, Anthony Hitchens, Nick Bolton for the Chiefs. As I was saying, dude, uh, nobody. There's not even one. It's not good, man. Who now? Both Matthew and Derwin can play in the box. So if we get them both on the team, and they can both, I really Matthew really plays overhang. If we're gonna be honest, anyway, no, no, no. We'll we'll go, I, oh, Derwin, Derwin is our do everything player. Okay. I'm not worried about it. I'm not even worried so about it for who, once. One, I'm not worried about it for one second of my life. So who's the actual best linebacker in the division then? I don't know, dude. So bad, dude. Who is it? AJ Johnson. I, I I think I'm picking one of Johnson or Jewel. Right now, it's probably AJ Johnson. Maybe it's Corey Littleton, even after the bad season last season. If you want it to be like, all right, none of them are good, so we're just taking care how of bad how how reliable. Can Josie Jewell or A.J. Johnson be at just fitting the run? A.J. Johnson's pretty good at that. Okay, then. We can pick A.J. Johnson. All right. And I I think that we're okay here. Because the rest of this defense is so good around him. Mm. I say this with love. A.J. Johnson's got to be the worst player we've picked. I mean, we picked Micah Parsons. Yeah, but there's a chance... Like if Michael Parsons ends up AJ Johnson, everyone's gonna be devastated. No, 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 I know, I realize that, but we we picked a guy who hasn't played it down in the NFL before. All right, so we got Chris Jones at the nose, Bosa and Chubb, three four defensive ends, Yannick and Vaughn, outside linebackers, AJ Johnson and Derwin playing our second level stack, uh, Tron Matthew and Justin Simmons as our safeties. We need two corners. Uh, list is Chris Harris. Michael Davis, Tavon Campbell for the Chargers, for the Chiefs, Mike Hughes, Legereus Sneed, Charverius Ward. Uh, the Raiders have Damon Arnett, Trayvon Mullen, Amik Robertson, and then the Denver Broncos, uh, Kyle Fuller, Ronald Darby, and Patrick Sertan. Uh, Bryce Callahan as well, who played their slot for them last year. Hmm. To me, there's one guy who clearly should go in, and then there's a debate for two and three. Who is your one guy who, who should clearly be in? Kyle Fuller. Okay, that's mine as well. I didn't know if yeah. you were going to be weird about him playing a certain no. position or not. No, no, no. He's you know he's he's good cover man. Okay. I for, we freaking we're playing Kenny Moore on the outside and the other team. Right? You're there's, right. There's you, no know, you know what? You're right. <laughs> yeah. Um. Darby played well last season. I was going to say he, Darby feels like another debated guy. He tends to be an up and down player. Some of that has to do with injury, which we're turning off. I will say that when he was healthy. Legereus Sneed last year looked really, really good as a fourth-round rookie for the Chiefs. Yep. 
I agree. How much stock do you want to put into that? Because that was very, that wasn't very expected. Like Snead was like, oh, maybe he'll be a corner convert, and then he was like pressing wide receiver ones, and it was like, well, that's a little more than we expected. So I, I would st- I would still pick Darby. Darby over Snead? Yeah, that doesn't. If it's between the two, like I have many times during this exercise, I would rather pick Ronald Darby because he's been around the league and he gets it more. So I'd pick Darby. Like it, like if Snead would have would have just like totally blown everything out of the water, but would have been like fantastic. And not to take anything away from his year, because in reality, of course, it was a great year given the circumstances that you just named. But I still think I'm picking Ronald Darby. Yeah, are you, I'm. Fine are you with comfortable Darby. with that? I'm. I'm fine with it. I. I want it to be known that we talked about Snead. I think that Snead can end up quite good, but I'm glad to take Darby here. Okay, I'm filling out the team names, uh, just so I can have reference for. Who he picked where. I was worried that we were not going to get Broncos representation because we had one at the end of offense. And I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah. Big Broncos fan fans you, are going to be pissed. And then we went to defense. So on the defensive side of the ball, we have three down linemen. <laughs> We've got Chris Jones. Listen, folks, we're just trying to get the best players on this team to represent the division. Okay. Structure isn't real. Not Roles real. Aren't real. Not even close to real. God, we're- you've ruined me. I used to be a responsible podcaster. Good. <laughs> Chris, Welcome, Chris Jones, Joey Bosa, Bradley Chubb. Those are their hand in the dirt three down players that we got there. As our edges, we have Vaughn Miller, Yannick Ngakwe. At linebacker, we have A.J. Johnson with Derwin James also next to him playing the roaming, do whatever you want because you're Derwin freaking James role. At outside corner, we've got Kyle Fuller and Ronald Darby. And then at safeties, we have Tyron Matthew and Justin Simmons. I don't care what anybody says. This defense is amazing. Our safety room is probably the best. Our interior offensive line room is also going to hold up really well. And then our pass catchers are nuts. Dude, Tyreek, Keenan, Kelsey, and Waller is bananas. I think this ended up being a really strong team. I know you said that this division was going to be fun, but... This th- team's going to look so good on paper when we compare them and head-to-head choose to win. But in practice, I just worry so much about the second level of the defense. <laughs> <laughs> it's not real! When it's not even like Bosa and Chubb are actual 3-4 edges. Ah! Okay, it's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so in the end, we had three representations from the Raiders. Probably should have said representatives there. That's probably the better word yeah, to say. I was fine with it, though. Uh, representationers. From the Chargers, okay, so we had three for the Raiders. We got five for the Chargers, seven from the Broncos, and seven for the Chiefs. We have hey, we have one, two, three, four, five, six Denver Broncos on defense. And we have five Kansas City Chiefs on offense. What is the what's the head coach, offense coordinator, defense coordinator situation like? Uh great situation for, for this division. We got Andy Reid. Uh, as the head coach, we got Vic Fangio as the defense coordinator, and we got your boy Brandon. I'm uh, not Brandon, uh, John Gruden as the offensive coordinator. Brandon Staley, I know people will ask me like, "Why oh, is he the dude, DC?" Yeah, he learned everything from Vic. He was under Vic. Vic's the Godfather. I mean, I, 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 I'm not I when, I, when I said when I said, "Oh yeah," I didn't mean like let's get Brandon Staley in there. I just meant that as more of an unfortunate because I'm not yeah. picking anybody over Fangio. 
It's it's imagine, right. imagine Fangio with this defense. Yeah, it, it, it's half of the Broncos defense, God. and then it's just plugging in some extra really good guys. Right, it's um, half the Broncos defense, and then you infuse Chris Jones, Derwin James, right. Tyron Matthew. Chris Jones, Derwin, Tyron Matthew, don't worry about it. And still, they'll be running with AJ Johnson at linebacker. Dude, oh my goodness, this team, this team just got absolutely off the rails, this and I couldn't team? love it anymore. This is such a great. This is such a fi- great final week of this exercise. We only have one more team, and again, it is a fun one. We've got the NFC West coming up tomorrow. That's the last thing we do. We're also doing, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, we're gonna run through. We're gonna give a kicker to every single division because you guys have asked for that. And then on Thursday, we're running through. Man, Ch- make sure you check our Twitter accounts at Tampa Bay Trey at Benjamin Solak because we're going to poll you guys on who you think the best teams are. As we seed them for the tournament to determine the early matchups. Now, of course, like the best teams are probably going to face off at the end no matter what, or at least in the semifinals. But we wanted to hear from you because I'd love to hear who you guys think is the best team and who's the worst and all that kinds of stuff, even before we get to uh, running through the exercise. So make sure you're following us on Twitter. Make sure you see that. Please interact with it. This has been a lot of fun. You guys have been tweeting at us and messaging us a ton from this exercise, and it's it's what has continually made this a blast to do over the last couple of weeks. We got one team coming tomorrow. Until then, you guys keep it locked right here on Locked On NFL Draft.